Welcome to ConX, a global leadership platform for construction executives. Today I have Jonathan with me. How are you doing, Jonathan? Excellent, Scott. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you for asking. Um, so, Jonathan, rather than me tell you everything, tell everybody about uh, yourself and you know the company you represent. Can you kind of give us an overview? Tell us about you know where you grew up and kind of how you ended up being where you are. Sure. Sure. So I am a Toronto-based human being. Been in Toronto my entire life. Traveled a little bit and uh, found that Toronto seems to be our home. I've grown up in the construction space. I had the pleasure of being part of a family business and transitioning and pivoting many years uh, through the construction world into uh, Project management roles, procurement roles, estimating roles, senior level roles, and you know, to a point where I was with an organization for nearly twenty years at a at an executive level, and um, chose to take a different pathway. Chose to take a different pathway. So at that point in time, I recognized that some of many of my successes, or all of my successes, were as a result of the people around me, and I pivoted and I left that space directly and stayed within the construction space in the people education space. So training, mentoring, coaching, and educating people, teaching people and coaching people how to show up better as a better human being, as a better person, as a better leader, as a better executive, as a better person that leads to great human beings. Does that answer some of your questions, Scott? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, can you kind of tell us a little bit about what you, you know, where you have, uh, you know, spent the majority of your time in the construction industry? Like, is it had has it been in indu- commercial, industrial, kind of that kind of thing? Yeah, great question. Thank you, and I'll add some clarity to that. So, uh, background is electrical. Spent uh, all of my time, I would say, in the electrical contracting space. You know, again, from electrician on site to um, various roles. And that encompassed the commercial, institutional, educational space, and then into the multi-residential high-rise, you know, high-rise concrete endeavors. So I've I've had the pleasure of experiencing many different facets of it all. So uh, tell us a little bit about you know um, the org- when you were within organizations, how you guys prepared for the future. You know, I'm talking about you know, one year to 10 years. Uh, can you kind of give us an idea of, of that? So how do we prepare for the future? What, what do you mean by that? When you talk about, are we talking about business growth? We're talking human development growth. What are we talking? Uh, I'm talking more, you know, you know, business, you know, like, uh, you know, for, for my company, for example, we, you know, we meet every quarter, you know, uh, we have a you know a ten year plan. Uh, we review it annually. Uh, look at our you know our resource needs, that kind of thing. Um, have you you know within the space you worked in, uh, you know, did you what kind of things did you do to prepare for the future? Sure, that's a great question. So I think one of the most important things is we had a temperature reading, a true pulse on what's going on, where we met monthly actually. Uh, it would it would start monthly, and from those monthly meetings, which the monthly meetings really were a snapshot of current day policies, procedures, um, you know where we want to pivot to. Sometimes that would spiral into you know weekly. We would have weekly 
uh, call them Monday morning scrums where we'd get the get our, our immediate team together. So this is the project teams. And we'd have 15 minutes to talk about pain points, what we're struggling with, what's going well, and and where we're heading, right? So Because sometimes at an executive level, we, we understand executively where the vision is, and it's up to us to really transmit that downstream to the folks doing the work. So to answer your question, there was multifacets. There's the the monthly meetings at an executive level that would transfer downstream to the sort of weekly meetings. And then beyond the monthly meetings, we would pivot that offline and say, okay, so there are a couple of key things here. When we talk about growth and development, um, you know, from there we would create an action plan and say, we need to connect on this again within 90 days. So we'd pick 90 days because 90 days was long enough to create tangible action and not too long that we would lose sight of it. Because sometimes if we would pick a goal and say, okay, let's re let's reconnect in this in six months time, it sits on the shelf and doesn't totally mm-hmm. get, get looked at. So we put action plans together to say, in 90 days, here's what we expect. Here's where we want to go, right? So that in one year's time, here's where we're going to pivot to. So that in five years time, here's what we can expect as far as expansion, right? Expansion, growth, what are we going to need? What are the resources? And what are we doing to leverage those resources today to make the connections to foster the environments to support that? So tell me a little bit about uh, some events that occurred during the time uh, you were involved in, in, you know, within the business world that kind of changed uh kind of changed the the model of of what you guys were doing i mean a great example for uh you know for many of the listeners to remember is back in 2008 you know 2008 uh things slowed up quite a bit and so people had to move sectors and do some different things uh can you tell us a little bit about you know anything you had in your past that that you know events like that that kind of shaped the business model that you were involved with? Oh yeah, sure. That's a great question. There are many things. So I think one of our major focus was always, we always, we use the term recession proof. What do we need to do today to become recession proof? And we actually wholeheartedly believe in that to say, okay, so if we're, if we're building new construction stuff today, what's the service model after that building's complete, what are we going to need to do? In other words, there's a there's a service perspective about it. You know, um, we would get into things like uh, energy management, um, solar. We we would get into things like um, connecting with the property management teams to stay connected to the buildings that we were building. Um, so, does that answer your question? You were looking for sort of pivotal moments. Is that? Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a specific. It doesn't have to be a, a specific, specific moment. It could just be a series of events too. So it sounds like uh, you kind of hit on exactly what I was looking for. So okay. tell me, you know, personally, what skills and ability that, you know, that you possess has helped you be successful within the business world. I'm smiling as you're saying that. So one thing that uh, I would say has helped me succeed was putting great people around me. So I'm a visionary. I come up with crazy, ridiculous ideas. The flaw for me is is has been more in the execution stage, right? And so I know the environments for me that help foster 
create creative thoughts. And when I put myself in those environments, I literally have whiteboards around me and I jot down the ideas and then I'll bring them to the table and like, okay, brain dump session. And we talk about them and, and, and by having the right people around me, it has incubated the environment to say, uh, yes, and how do we do this? No, and not yet. What do we need to, to do sort of that? So for me, um, I, I would underpin it on a few different things. A, the ability to foster environments for creativity and know that without ego, to jot down ideas without fear of being judged, assessed, and sort of um, squashed. What I mean by that is sometimes when we hear the word no, it puts up a wall. So I became very comfortable to hearing, nah, that's a crazy, ridiculous idea. And I would love that because I'm like, cool, this one sucks. The next one's not going to. So let's keep going, right? And then um, I like action. So once a thought came into mind, it would bubble, it would, it, it overflows and like, okay, where are we at? What do we got to do next? Um, energy. Like I, <laughs> Scott, in, in like inside boardrooms, the, the folks around me know that, and I'm very respectful. And I said, listen, guys, I'm very animated. So when I get up and I hop around and I move a lot, please understand it's not being disrespectful. That is, again, helping the creative thoughts to flow. So, so go back real quick and, uh, and talk about, uh, you know, some of the strengths you've seen in the business world. You know, you, you talked a little bit about them is about having a team approach, you know, um, was there anything else you'd like to, you know, kind of add to that as far as like, uh, strengths of, of businesses, things you've seen, uh, that have helped the business succeed in the past? Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to come back to the, to, to the team of people around you. I, th- I think what's important is to understand where, you know, your gaps are as a leader, right? So if I know that my gap is not technical, well, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring the technical guys in there and I'm going to set the boundaries and the foundation and say, here's where, here's where we're going. Here's where we're heading, right? Like if we have a crazy, ridiculous idea that comes to mind, Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't wholeheartedly grasp the the fundamentals of, of implement implementation around that. So it's imp, it's important for me to know. Okay, I know myself. I know that I'm going to come up with an idea, and I'm going to have energy, and I'm going to foster that environment. I also know that you know what I have no idea on the actual parameters on what it's going to take to execute that or to bring in the resources. Right, so I'll make I'll need to make sure that a the other thing I would say is is that's uh, really helped me is um, tools around me. I'm going to I have a a digital notebook and I call it out of head. Right, and what that is is if there's an idea that jumps out at me, it goes in that folder at that moment because Ooh. sometimes we when we get clarity, it, it, here it is. You know. I'm going to put this in the out of head folder to be addressed again, because you asked me some questions. The other things that sort of really foster that foster that growth is purposefully designing the environment. In other words, I would purposely design a distraction free environment, right? If I'm working on one task or like, let's be respectful and not let beeps, buzz, dings, whatever that is, intercept that, thought pattern for there. So it's very 
purposefully, systematically designed to stay present in that moment and take breaks, man. Like sometimes the other thing that I found was I pushed so hard, pushed so hard, pushed so hard. And when you take a break and just simply go for a walk, revisit it and come back to it, man, do things change. Yeah, it's it's uh, crazy to think that, that sometimes taking a taking a taking a break can be the difference. But you know that's that that is true in in my experience. So um, so let's go back to kind of uh, some advice you had given, and I th- I know you had you know talked about you know some of the things that that you think are uh, are a way to effectively manage issues and the process and construction, those type of things. But if you could go back and talk to 18-year-old Jonathan, and I love this question, what would you tell him to do and what not to do um, to kind of guide his future? I think the most important thing I would say to myself is that one, believe in yourself, because I know that at a young age, especially entering um, a work environment, it becomes really easy to measure ourselves against external parameters. So wholeheartedly be um, connected to yourself to know what's going on. And the second thing is, it's okay not to know it all. It's okay to say, holy smokes, I have no idea what's going on here. So what now what? Like, let's keep going and connect with the right people who can help answer that um because i know that you know there's a point in time where hey i didn't want to look inferior i didn't want to look like the guy who who didn't have the knowledge so you yes you do the hard work and learn on when how to lean into people and when you connect with the right people that happens And it's, it's, you know, you hit on, you know, such a great point about a lot of your life depends upon the people you surround yourself with. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, do you have anything you wanted to add to that? No, I, well, I don't want to say no. Yes. I I love that. I'm sort of jumping up with excitement when you say that, because we know that, look, if, if, If you're a smoker, right, and you know you're around smokers, you're going to continue to smoke. And if you're not a smoker, and you know you're around guys who do smoke, you're going to start to smoke. You're, you're the environment you put yourselves in changes everything, right? So surround yourself with the right people, with great people who are going to amplify you and elevate you, and who are better than you. Because you know what? When I'm in an environment where I'm constantly learning, and the people around me are smarter, man, do I want to keep up? Holy smokes, does it really amplify who I am? So when you get to the next level, keep going. Then you bring the people up around you. Like it's a constant evolutionary cycle, right? To think that we get to the top and we stop. It doesn't work that way, folks. Evolution occurs. So let's 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 cl- uh, switch over to the uh, speed round here. And so we have eight categories. I want to rate. You know, you can rank them from one to ten. Ten being the most important, one being the least important, and they could all be ten. So 
everybody likes to explain their numbers, so feel free to do so also. But awesome. we'll go sure. ahead and start we'll start with the the uh, concept of scheduling. Uh, what number would you give that? I, I'm I'm a I'm a nine. I'm a guy who who like if you don't plan your schedule, then you're setting yourself up for failure. Estimating. Estimating. Uh, I'm going to say that I'm a I'm a five with that one, right? Like that is, you know. It, Estimating is one piece of the puzzle, but it doesn't have to be all of it. So I'm a five with that one. Contract administration. So I now have the paper contract, which is contracts, but the administration of that contracts, two separate categories there. Okay. So when we're talking about administration, are we talking about negotiating the contract or it's already been finalized? Uh, it's been finalized and just it's, it's a matter of the execution of that contract. Okay. So I'm again... Terms. So I'm a, I'm a nine for that. And I say nine, um, when that contract's executed, it needs to be vividly transparent to all parties who it involves. Like the, 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 the men and women doing the work, they need to understand the scopes of work in the contract. They need to understand what the, what the parameters are, what's on-site and what's off-site. Um, what about the paper contract? As far uh, – when you say paper contract, what do you mean by paper contract? How to so, organize I mean, it? The actual, no, I actually mean the actual written contract. Where do you see the importance of that on 110? Before – so it hasn't yet been signed, right? That's correct. 10. Absolutely 10. That contract comes across somebody's desk. The first thing you do is 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 read through it and, and vividly set the expectations. Scott, if you send me a contract – I need to go through it and I need to say, listen, Scott, these are, this is what's going to make our organization succeed. Here's our, what do you need to succeed, right? Because contracts are written in, in, in such ways sometimes that are just, they need to be dissected. They need the human to human connection to say, hey man, what are you actually expecting? What do you actually need? Let's make sure that we frame that appropriately now with human to human connection and say, hey, this will amplify the project. This is what's going to make uh, make us succeed. Does it fall into alignment with what you vision, envision to succeed? 10. Design. Design Design is, is, is fun and exciting. It's, it's not overly important to me. I'm going to say that that's like a, a five or a six. And I say that because the design is one piece of it. The design is, in my mind, um, a living piece that once you have the right alignment of people, once you have the right alignment of the team, that design is going to morph and transform within the boundaries that it can. Accounting. Well, accounting is a nine or a 10. Like if we don't have our accounting lined up appropriately, how do we measure ourselves? How do we know what we're doing? How do we know for where our gaps are? How do we know where we need to get better? Accounting is, is and look, if your accounting's not lined up, are you billing appropriately? Are you collecting appropriately? Are you managing your costs appropriately? Like what we do, we measure, we're human beings, we measure almost everything. Accounting's got to be bang on. What about um, business development or sales? Business development or sales, uh, I'm, I'm going to reframe that to part or, or add to that the business development and sales is the human to human connection and for me that's a 10 like if we're not connecting with 
human beings to actually understand what's going on in their world? And how are we going to know what, what's buzzing around for them? How are we going to know what, what projects are, are possible? How do we know, how are we going to know what, what's, you know, what's in their orbit? We need to connect. Business development is absolutely essential. And last but not least, leadership. Yeah, I'm going to say 10. And, and, and I love that you allowed the framework to say, hey, you can grade everything 10 out of 10. Leadership is, is a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, there is The word leadership means so many different things to so many different people. And I'm going to tell you that for me, leadership is, you know, it's, it's not about me. It's about everybody else around me. And if I'm not there, given a damn about the people doing the work and given a damn about the organization, then what do I need to be there for? Right. So leadership, you need to be present. You need to be uh, engaged. Leadership is 10 out of 10. I want to thank you, Jonathan, for uh, meeting with me today. Uh, you gave some good insight to some different topics. I appreciate your time. And as I do with all my guests, I give you the last word. Thank you. That's what I Well, with that said, thank you for attending another session of Connex.